0: I
1: believe you are. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that tonight? Is he still your way? Is he the truth? Is he your life tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Hallelujah. I remember the song says, a new arising, and his mercies are new. I remember being in the world wanting my own way having my own truth and thinking that I was living, but until I found Jesus, amen, and he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, amen. Do I have a witness in his house? Thank you, Lord. Anybody believe that today? I'm sold out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's worthy. He is truly worthy of all the praises. All the praises. Every praise that I have belong unto our God. In his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. In his name is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated tonight. I count it an honor and a privilege to be before you, my brothers and my sisters here at Tree of Life. I love each one of you, every one of you. Um... I, I, I know I have a word from the Lord tonight. Um, this is something that's been in my heart, stirring all mostly this year, really since quarantine. Um, but I think the Lord, you know, He has an appointed time for everything, and I thank God for it. Um, I'm gonna go to my scripture. Let me set, let me set my timer. I'm, I'm not gonna be before you long. My wife told me not to say that, and just let God use me. But I'm gonna use Him. He gonna use me not to be before you long. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I um. I've been praying all day, and I, and I have my notes. Bishop Wayne Huntley say if he can anoint you to say something, he can anoint you to write it down. Amen. Amen. Um, My desire tonight, I have a word and honestly, I, I can just say it and put the mic down and just go to prayer. My desire is that I really, really get out your way and we all call out to our Lord and our Savior I want to give space and time for every one of us to go boldly to the throne of grace in this time of need. Everybody have need. We have need in our homes, in our country, in our church. We have need. Your bro- if you don't have a need, your brother and sister next to you have one. So I know if you have to go, if, 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 if I make your Wednesday shorter than normal, God bless you, no judgment, but if you can If you get a word tonight, if you can signify it by, when I'm finished, just lifting up your hands and calling on the name of Jesus and asking for a refreshing, asking for strength and just a renewal. These are the times of refreshments, amen, in the presence of the Lord. If you could turn with me, I'm going to go to Jeremiah chapter 4. I have two scriptures that I'm going to start with. but do a little reading. Jeremiah chapter four, verse twenty-one. If you can stand with me, both for the reading of the word. If you have a say, man. How long shall I see the standard? And hear the sound of the trumpet. I just want to read that one more time. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? If you could turn with me to 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verse number 8. For if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? For if a trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus, let your word go forth free, Lord God, with free course, Lord God, touch the hearts of your people, Lord God, touch the heart of your servant, Lord God, give me clarity of speech, clarity of mind, Lord God. Let me get out the way, Lord God, let your word, your seed go forth and find good ground in his house, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, let me deliver it the way you gave it to me, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now may we seat it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Just one more time, good to be in the service. Uh, this is a message that kind of developed over time, but when we went into quarantine, it was March, mid-March, and um, one of my favorite holidays of the year is Passover season and, and you know, uh, Easter and I have a, my own little tradition where I br- take all my nieces and nephews and I bring them over the Passover night and we watch the Passion. And I use that time to share the gospel with some of them. And um, just, I do that every year. I love to do it. And this year, Passover came, Easter came, and we wasn't even able to gather. And so I took that time to really study all the feasts. All the seven feasts—that's in the book of the Lord, the, the high holy days—it's what the Jewish people call them. In studying them, I I, I did know before that uh, one of our Pentecostal founding fathers, uh, G.T. Haywood, he believed each one of the feasts was a representation of something that was going to happen in the end times. It it it, it, it disclosed it was it was uh, messages. It was a shadow of everything. That was going to happen all the way up until the the seventh feast, which is the feast of tabernacles or the feast of booths, and that's when God Himself would tabernacle with His people, which is the new heaven and new earth. And if you know anything about the feast, you have Passover, you have unleavened bread, you have first fruits, you have the feast of weeks, which is Pentecost, the feast of trumpets, and the day of atonement, and the feast of Tab- of the feast of tabernacles. Now, in studying these feasts, the Passover, the unleavened bread, the first fruit, and the feast of weeks, the four out of the seven has been fulfilled. The Bible says the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. These all these other feasts have been fulfilled all the way to the same exact day within the day of when the first or the inauguration of the celebration occurred. Passover is when you know when the children of Israel was free from the house of bondage they took the blood of the lamb and and posted it on the door and on the sides and it was a shape of a cross and that's the same exact day to the date that Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood. Amen. And it was a foreshadow and the unleavened bread and the first fruits the Bible says that Paul records that Jesus is the first fruit from the dead which is three days after the passover exactly to the date and we know about pentecost amen 50 days later the mighty rushing wind the 120 in one upper room the birthday of the church it was on the exact day hallelujah the birth of the church and it was a a, a first fruit of harvest uh it, it was symbolizing the gathering the, the the starting up of a church amen But then it's one more. Now those four feasts are in the springtime. The other three happens in the fall. And this past weekend was actually the celebration of the Feast of Trumpets. And most of your Bible gurus and your your, uh, prophecy studiers and people that really dig deep, you know, the uh, Brother Khan, I want to say some of the Jewish brothers that that's believe in Christ, they will tell you they are persuaded, they believe that the Feast of Trumpets, that weekend or this, this season, is when they believe that the rapture is going to happen. Now, I know the Bible says no man knows the day, no man knows the hour, but there's so much parallel to the Feast of Trumpets in the rapture that it's, it's almost undeniable to just dismiss, but... You know, the, the, in the tradition of Jewish history, the Feast of Trumpet happens over the weekend. They don't know exactly what day or hour that it starts because you can't signify by the day. They had to have two witnesses. Amen. Somebody say two witnesses. Amen. They had two witnesses that had to stay up all night to look to see if it was a full moon or not. And then they had to send word to the high priest and then the high priest had to verify it. And after they verified it, then they made the announcement to blow the trumpets. Amen. There was a hundred trumpets that blew in the last trumpet. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. The last trumpet that they sound was louder than all the other ones, just in case if anybody was asleep, they blew it louder to wake up the sleeping. Now that's Old Testament. Now I know that sounds familiar if you know anything about the book of Thessalonians, but Paul said that's the last trump, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Now, the two witnesses, you have all these things. But one thing, you know, I, I, I love to study these things, and I get into it, and it sounds good. But there's a scripture where Jesus tells us in John chapter 4. He says, say not ye, there are four months, and then cometh the harvest. Now, there's four months between Pentecost and Feast of Trumpets. And he tells them, don't say there's four months and then the harvest. But behold, I say unto you, look up, lift up your eyes. Amen. It's another scripture that says when you lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes because your redemption is drawing nigh. But Jesus told them, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for the they are white and ready to harvest. And those who reap receiveth wages and those who uh, gather fruit unto eternal life, that he that soweth and he that reapeth, may rejoice together. Amen. Amen. Don't you know the cha- church age is an age of reaping and sowing? Amen. It's, it's an age of reaping and sowing. That's why he told us, go ye out in the world and, and, and make disciples. That's sowing and reaping. We, we need to get out here and make sure we out here telling people about the way, the truth, Amen. and the life. Amen. Amen. Now, with that said, I, I'm not... You know, this weekend it came and went. Now, if you keep on going, you got the next feast is the, the 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 Day of Atonement, which is ten days later. And this is how gracious God is. After the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Trumpets was the gathering of all the last of the harvest. They're supposed to bring it all back. That was the gathering. That's that, that's that's why the Rapture, you know, is is very very you know parallel to it. But then ten days later, you have. The Day of Atonement, that's when that one day of the year when the high priest will go into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle seven times the blood on the mercy seat. Now, within those ten days, God gave space for Israel to repent. Hallelujah. Say Somebody say repent. Amen. He gave them time to get themselves together in, in order to be right for the Day of Atonement. Then after the Day of Atonement, you have what you have, the, the, the tabernacle, the, the Feast of Tabernacles was this, the remembering the hardship that we had when we when the children of Israel was in the land of, of of coming out of the land of Egypt but when they was in booths in the wilderness and just don't you know sometimes we get saved and we like to act like we forget where God brung us from amen. And God set a feast to remind them he, we, they, they told them, don't get too comfortable, don't get too in love with convenience. I want y'all every year, the Jewish people go out of their house, no matter how big or small it is, and pitch a tent and have to live in that tent just to remember the hardship of the wilderness, amen, and how God will provide. Do I have a witness in this place that God will provide? Now, with all that said, I'm not Coming here, you know, with prophecy and, you know, the Feast of Week this past weekend. And, you know, I, I can't say Jesus is soon to come. I'm not going to tell you. I looked up. Actually, this weekend, I didn't even see a full moon. It was a crescent one. Just to look. You know, you, you, I'm looking. Amen. But I, I would tell him myself, I don't care if it's a half moon, a full moon, a red moon, a blue moon. I got to be ready. Amen. Amen. I have to be ready. I love how the, the church are, we have ready. Now we have to be ready now. Amen. And that's the song that we sing above all else. We must be saved. Hallelujah. Above all else. I must be saved. I remember when I, when I first came to the church, y'all sang that song and it, and it lifted me up above all else and no matter what my family, my friends, my, my, whoever, I don't care. What I have to do, I have to make it in. Amen. Amen. Above all else, I must be saved. Now, the Bible tells us Acts 2, you know, the pastor just did a Bible study on Acts 2.38, but Acts 2.40, it says, In many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. I have to save myself, if, I, if this generation is not untoward to you, you need to come down here for prayer, relay hands on you. I believe the Holy Ghost will come sweeping through this place. Amen. But if you believe, if you're getting comfortable in this world, you got to, I'm, I'm here to blow my trumpet and to wake you up. Amen. The, the coming of the Lord is soon to come. Don't get comfortable in this world. But as much as the desire I have to save my own soul, as a saint, I want to save as many people as I can. Amen. So I I can't just, God ain't called us to be hermit priests and, you know, go up on a hill and just stay away from the world. You know, he told us to go, he said, as I was sent, I send you. Amen. Amen. And actually, the tree of life, I'm talking about the church itself, but I'm talking to my brothers and sisters tonight. We are the only hope that this world has. We are the only hope that this world has. They they are not going to find the way nowhere else. They're not gonna find the truth. Everybody out there have their own truth. They're not gonna find the truth nowhere else. They're not gonna find life nowhere else. How many know that there is no way, no truth, no life outside of Jesus Christ? There is none. And we have to lift up our voice and declare it, amen. There is no other way. We are the hope, we are the salt, we are the light of this world. The trumpet was designed to give direction and clarity and to to give instruction. That's what we have, that's what we sung about, amen. It's not of our own, it's not our own opinion, It's but it's the word of God, amen. Amen, we lean not to our own understanding, amen. We, we, we lean not to our own opinions, amen, but we have to lean on every word. Every word will be a lamp and a light to our feet and a light to our pathway. Jesus told us in Matthew 5, it says, let your light show shine before men, So they will see. Somebody say see. So they can see your good works and they will glorify your father which are in heaven. That's the standard. That's the standard. I know a lot of times people don't like to talk about standards. I'm not your pastor. I'm not going to put a list out. I'm not going to pass out nothing and have you check it off. But we have to have a standard in these last days, Amen. amen. We have to give people something to see. And I know a lot of people will tell you, well, God is the one who looks on the heart. And man looks on the outward appearance. And I want to tell you, amen. We are called to be witnesses. Witnesses. We are called to be sent out there. The first thing that people see is you. Amen. Yeah, God knows your heart, but the Bible tells us, and 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 First Samuel, that the Lord looketh on the heart, but man looketh on the outward opinion, appearance. I'm sorry, but when we come to people, the first day people you don't, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. That's anybody in sales or anything would tell you that you would not get a second chance to give a first impression. You have to have a standard lifted up for the people. You have to be, the Bible says we are epistles to be known and read by all men. The Bible says after the Holy Ghost will come upon you, you shall receive power and you shall be my witnesses. Amen. Do I have a witness in the house? Hallelujah. The study shows that People remember way more of what they see than what they hear. They say about only 10 to 25% of what people hear, they retain. But people remember about 80% of what they see. That's how important the standard is. Now, I'm talking to brothers and sisters. Now, we know that we walk by faith, right? And not by sight. Amen. I'm talking about saints. We walk by faith. And not by sight. And faith comes by hearing. Amen. And hearing of the word. Amen. We have that revelation, but the world don't. Amen. That's why the standard is important. Look at somebody say, the standard is important. Now, the standard is an idea or something that is used to measure. It's a norm or a model. God has called you to be a model saint. Amen. He should be able to have you on his trophy shelf and say, look, I washed them up. I cleaned them up. Amen. Such were some of them, but they've been clean. Amen. Amen. You should be able to show forth his p- glory and his praise. And that's what a standard is. A standard is, is actually in biblical terms, it's a flag or a banner. That right there is a standard. Amen. No matter if you uh, how long you've been in this country, if you just just became a citizen, or you've been here for generations, that right there represents something. Amen. Now, I've got a question. What standard are you flag-waving? Uh, what standard are you lifting up? I want to go to Jeremiah 50 real quick. You can turn there with me, Jeremiah chapter 50. Verse first, it says, the word of the Lord spoke again against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. It says, declare ye among the nations and publish and set up a standard. Publish and conceal not. We need to publish, declare, publish, and conceal not what God has done in our lives. Amen. That's the standard now, I know I probably when, I, when when people start talking about standards it makes some people nervous. like I said, I'm not your pastor I'm not. that's the standard is is to be set by your own personal convictions is what the the Bible says amen and what the leadership say amen but a lot of us our standards we, we, we project and declare, and, and, and conceal not our standards based on negative. The the, the 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 I looked at different definitions of just the word negative. It's characterizing something by the absence and not the presence of something. Now hear me. I'm gonna say that again. Characterizing something by the absence and not the presence of something. I don't want to go around this world telling them, well, I don't do this and I don't go there and I. Uh, uh, uh. That's, that that's, that hath not to be said. Let your light just shine. But my convictions is I want to feed the poor. My convictions is I want to love my enemies. My convictions is you must be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Those are convictions. Amen. It's not always just in the negative sense. And that's probably why sometimes the standard and the trumpet don't match up. Amen. See, a lot of times we tell people to practice what they preach. I don't know about you, I would not follow a pastor who did not practice what he preached. Amen. I thank God that we have a pastor, we have leadership here that practices what they preach. Uh, I'm not trying to put nobody out there, but I know Pastor Urshan, he prays and before he get up here and he feeds the flock. Amen. He feeds the flock. That's what the Bible says. I give you pastor out of my own heart, and you'll know because they will feed. The flock, amen. 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 Brother Charlie, I love him to death. He he encourage if if you brother Charlie come up here with a word, but he just not speaking. But every time I see Brother Charlie, he got a pat on my back, brother, you okay? I love you. You're doing well. Amen. 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 My brother, my brother Brian Duvall. I'm sorry if I'm naming names, I'm sorry. But I see him deal with the children downstairs, him and brother Purdy. But one thing that most of y'all don't see, y'all see him checking in and rubbing little kids' heads. But on Saturday morning, he's over here in this corner. I know y'all know he'll cry, baby. he get up here and cry every time he sings a song. Amen, that's my brother, I love him. You know, he'll he shed them tears, amen. But he's doing that Saturday morning, calling on your children's name. Amen, that's his standard. And I thank God for him, hallelujah. He practiced what he preaches. Amen. Brother Cobra. Brother Cobra, he's not going to touch this mic without talking about a Bible study. Amen. 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 That's my, that's Brother Cobra. Amen. He's not, he's going to get up here and talk about kingdom life and going to act, start the conversation, look at your neighbor, have you did a Bible study lately? Amen. That's my brother, but that's, that's his standard. And he, and he practiced what he preached. He practiced what he preached. I told he asked me, what, you want doing a Bible study? What Bible study? He would send me emails. This, teach them this, one, teach them that, Just pointers, and I thank God for that. I can't, now, now, this is what I'm saying, I, this, this, this is why I said all that. If it's not, if, 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 if you want a, a, a ministers and teachers to practice what they preach, it's only fair for you to practice what they preach. Amen. Can I say that again? It's only fair for you to practice what they preach. Don't hold them up to another standard than what you, you got, Amen. Amen. I I said amen. Amen. All right. Glory to God. God. We have to lift up a standard. The standard is powerful. The standard and the trumpet must harmonize. Must harmonize. The standard is so powerful. I'm going to move off the standard. But in the Old Testament, every tribe, every tribe had their own standard. And, And depending on when they lift it, they knew when to move and where to go and how to camp and when to take up, it send them direction. And, and the same way the standard gave them direction, God told Moses to make two silver trumpets out of one piece of silver. Just one, got to be whole. Not a combination of things, but just one silver piece of metal, just one trumpet that he made out of it. And he told him to use that to... Assemble the whole assembly together. Amen. And and use that to let them know when to come to church, when to come to the tent of meeting, and when to go to war. Amen. Are y'all with me? Let's go to number. I'm gonna go ahead and go there. Numbers 10. Numbers 10. Chapter 1. Verse 1. Numbers 10, chapter, Numbers chapter 10, verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver out of a whole piece that shall make them. Thou shalt make, mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journey of the camp. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of congregation. Now, I know we are in the middle of a pandemic, and I know, God bless you, the ones who are at home that... That's that's not coming that that that's it's wise for you to do so if you have underlying conditions, I understand. But before then, this it should be it should it was a shame if on Sunday or Wednesday my son asked me, Dad, are we going to church? He shouldn't have to ask that. Son, we're going to church. Amen. 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 we have to blow the trumpet and know when to assemble. Yeah. Amen. And it says and if the Blow, if you blow one trumpet, then the princes, which are held, which head of the thousands of Israel shall gather themselves unto thee. And when I blow an alarm, then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. And when I blow an alarm on the second time, the camps on the that lie on the south shall take their journey. He, he told them, he, he gave them instructions of blowing once or twice to communicate to all the people. And it tells them that in the eighth verse, the sons of Aaron, which are the priests, shall blow the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. And if you go to war in the land against any enemy that oppress you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and you shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. Don't you know when the pastor's up here preaching, he's up here blowing his trumpet? Hallelujah. We, some of us are at war. There's, there's, there's wickedness in high places that are trying to suppress and trying to, to oppress the people of God. But that's why you have to come and listen to what thus saith the Lord. You got to listen to the priest blowing his trumpet to give you direction. Amen. We, we, you have to stay in tune of what the Lord is doing. But sometimes there's a uncertain a sound. Sometimes the standard. And the trumpet do not match. Now I believe in the last days that God is still using the ministry of the standard and of the trumpet. Now you are priests. You are chosen. You are peculiar. You are a royal priesthood. Amen. You have a trumpet. Now I thank God that in this pulpit the trumpet... And the standard is always in agreement. It's always in harmony. But sometimes we get out here, we, we live one way. Do certain things. You know, us Pentecostals, we got our checklists. But then sometimes we open our mouth and a certain sound, a certain sound comes out. And it confused certain people. People out here that's looking, this this world is like a 12-story a, 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 a building that's on fire and people is running just chaotic. Nobody have no sense of direction. And if anybody have direction, it should be us, the church. Amen. If anybody had direction, it should be us giving direction because we know Who's the way, the truth, and the life? i reminded of the story in, in Judges where Ehud, he went and presented a tribute to the king, Eglon. Big fella. Big fella. The Bible says that he took a two-edged sword, dagger, and, and thrust it into his belly. Somebody needs to start using getting... I, th- I thrust on, we got to practice, I thrust them with that two-edged sword, amen. Here it is that the, the Moabites had Israel in bondage for 18 years. And this one man, he said, you know what, it's enough, it's enough. He took a dagger, sharpened it, two-edged, amen, that word, and shoved it in the belly of the king of the Moabites. And he ran and escaped, and the first thing he did was went to Mount, Mount Ephraim. And blew a trumpet. Here it is the children of Israel ain't heard a trumpet blown in over 18 years. The Bible says they rallied up and got behind them and they killed 10,000 of the Moabites most violent sor- servants that one day. If we stand up and blow the trumpet in this world all the backsliders all those people that are in captivity by the enemy we let them know we blow the trumpet to have the standard lifted and they know that there is victory to be had. Some people are raising up because they don't got beat up so much. They sinned and, and, and been wounded by the enemy, groping in the darkness. But if we blow that trumpet and tell them there is victory in Jesus Christ and we can show them, not condemning them, but showing them that you can make it I believe a a mighty army will rise up, hallelujah, in this city and take over the enemy's camp. If you have the Holy Ghost, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord is upon you because he anointed and appointed you to preach. Somebody say preach. Good news to the poor. He has sent you to proclaim liberty to the captive and to recovery of sight. To the blind. We got to get out here and blow our trumpets, you We have to blow our trumpet. There's too many people that are deceived in this world. Paul said, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. Woe unto you if you don't blow your trumpet. Woe unto you. We have what this world needs. We have what this world needs. I'm about to close. I just want to let the saints know, make sure, make sure that your trumpet is given a distinct sound that match up with your standard. I love the love I feel here, amen. I, 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 have, I have not encountered this at all. I've, 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 I used to, I was raised up in a church, and I'm not saying anything about that church, but you know how, y'all know how saints are. At church, you shout and dance and praise the Lord, and sometimes you see somebody in the grocery store. <laughs> and my wife would tell you, I'd be in aisle three, praise him, brother, praise the Lord, how you doing? And they, oh, oh. They hit you with the Baptist. I'm just telling the truth, amen, but the love that we have here, we should have this in the marketplace, amen, on the job, up Cooper Road, 71, Ronald Reagan, 275, 75, all the way around the loop, Amen. We should have the same standard in the trumpet. See, if there's an uncertain sound, people will know where to rally. That church, I heard them say this. Now, they, I know they look Mr. Holy or act Mr. Holy, but they said this. And listen, God can forgive you. I, I know, I, I've said things that I didn't mean to say. But we are the last and evil day. We, we are a wicked day. We have to weigh our words. God knows what you say before it come out your mouth. We have to pray. The Bible says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not trying to please nobody else. But him who shed his blood for me, he bought me. You have been bought with a price. The Republicans didn't do it. The Democrats didn't do it. The lamb did it. Amen. Don't, don't, don't sell out. Hallelujah. Don't, don't have nobody out have you looking like a fool. For some platform that can't save. Hallelujah. 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 The scriptures just came to my mind. The Bible says, His banner over me. Huh. His banner over me is love. That's His standard. Jesus. That's His standard. That should be our standard. Now the Bible says, go ye through, gather up the stones, and lift up a standard for the people. A lot of people say, oh, my standard is lifting for God. No, God have his standard. We have to lift up a standard for the people. They are the one who see. It's for the people. We please God, but it's for the people that we have to lift up a standard. See, sometimes just because the trumpet might be uncertain, it's not just walking what you're talking, but talking what you walk. And and, and I, I'm going to close with this. I could have, you know, I, I could have came up here with many scriptures talking about the tongue and the life of death is in the tongue and just talking. And we we, we know that. We, this Wednesday, this Bible study, amen. I, I, I seen, um, let me say it was earlier this year or the late last year, Brother Raymond Wilbert had a series, And he was talking about the power of the tongue. And what he did, he took every scripture where it talks about the tongue setting a blaze of fire and being unruly. And he, and, and he took every scripture. And he said, because we're living in, a, in the day and age that we're living in, I'm not changing the word of God. I'm just, it's, it's the same principle. But he, he took all those scriptures and replaced the word tongue with the word thumb. Amen. And sometimes just because it's not coming out of our mouth, some of y'all can text. I watch these teenagers good. God Almighty. They text faster than I can talk. <laughs> they be going, that, that, that thing be gone. <laughs> I know I'm telling the truth. They have the same power. I heard pastor talking about an email that he almost sent. It was dealing with his brother. I don't I don't I just remember and he said before he sent it the Lord told him not to send it. And he prayed about it and allowed God to deal with his heart. It's one story in the Bible that that, that intrigues me. You know David was a man of of valor. He was he was a warrior. He I mean he was he, he killing bears and lions and giants lunch. He was a warrior. Amen. But it was a, a, a situation where his wife, children, and all his possessions was taken. And the Bible said the man that was with them heart fainted, and they were talking about killing him, and he had to encourage himself in the Lord. But the thing that intrigued me about that was him being a warrior him being a fighter, he had just came back from fighting. He didn't just say, "Up, oh, come on, let's go. Let's get our stuff back. It was his wife, his children. He didn't just instinctively just go and do it. Before he did, he went and got the ephod and went before the Lord and asked, should I pursue should I pursue? Me, me, I'll tell you, I can give you about 10 scriptures. I'm the priest of my house. That's my wife. I'm, a, I'm just go. I'm just going. But he stopped and asked the Lord, should I pursue? Some of these conversations, some, some of the communications, some of the friendships that you have, you should stop and ask God, should I pursue if David would have just grabbed his sword and hopped on his horse who would have faulted him for that he could have been saying the right things did the right thing had facts on the side that's my wife, that's my children that's my inheritance but he still stopped and paused and said and, and sought the Lord should I pursue my family if I should pursue anything, it should be my, my, my family. But he still gave God space and asked God for direction. Yeah. Don't be hasty to just give your opinion. Don't haste to give your expertise. The only thing we need to be sounding in this last day is the word of God. Yeah. This is the truth. This is the life. This, this is the way. There's no other. I don't care what policies you put in place, what practices. I, I, I tell you this. They put traffic lights, stop lights up. They put the, the, the beeping sound just for people that's blind. They put crosswalks. And people still get hit by cars. People die. Not paying attention. No matter what you put in place. Sin, sin is the problem. The hearts of men is wicked. That's the problem. But if we preach the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that is the truth. And, and no matter, like like, like when, 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 when Philip went to the Ethiopian, no matter where he was in life or what scripture he was, preach Jesus to him. <laughs> preach Jesus to him. Preach Jesus to him. What is your banner? What is your flag that you flagging? This is brother to brother. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's a sin. Y'all know where we at. I, you can't ride down the street without seeing... One of the black ones with the letters on it, I ain't even gonna say it. Or another other red, white, and black, you know, blue or whatever. There's so many standards and, and flags that's flying, so much division. But you, as a child of God, what is your standard? What is your standard? Musicians, please come. You should know them. You should know they're my disciples, for they will have love for one another. Some of our families, we've been trying to preach and teach them, and trying to Bible study them to church, and they won't come because of all the uncertain sounds that's coming out of our mouth. Yeah, we live one way, we give, and we and, and we pray. But we, some of the stuff that comes out our mouth, it's not in unison with our standards, Or vice versa. We should not have uncertainty. God is not the author of confusion. Hallelujah. God is not the author of confusion. Now, I'm going to be the first tonight to lift my hands and pray to God. Like the like the writer said, Lord, cleanse me with hyssop. Search me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Renew me, wash me. Like the old folks say, if you gotta take soap, wash my mouth out. If it takes that, above all else, I must be saved. If y'all can stand on your feet if you have a song for me. Hallelujah. Lord God, I ask you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Before I ask you for anything, God, I thank you for each one of my brothers and my sisters here in this Tree of Life Church, Lord God. I thank you. I magnify your name, Jesus. Thank you for salvation, Lord God. Hallelujah. For your blood. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah. Thank you for baptizing us into one body. Hallelujah. Let us say the same thing, Lord. Let us speak in harmony, Lord God, with the standard that you have set for us to have, God. For your banner is love over us, Lord God. Let us speak life in dark, dead situations. Let us speak light, Lord God, in dark situations, God. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, God. We know, Lord God, that we have power of life and death in our words, Lord God. But let us speak the word of faith. It is not thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Lord, return. We, we return unto you, Lord, your way. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, God, be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength, my redeemer, our redeemer, Lord. Give us the wisdom to redeem the time. Redeem our words, Lord God. Let it all work out for the good, Lord, those who are called according to your purpose. Those who love you, God, let it work out to their good, Lord. Hallelujah. Touch those who are at home, Lord God. Touch them, Lord. Let us cry loud and spare not. Let us lift up our voice like a trumpet. For the day of the Lord is drawn nigh. You ready to come, Lord God? You're not slow concerning your promises. You're not slack. But you're waiting for us, Lord God. For those to come to repentance. For those to go and preach and sow those seeds. Those who water, Lord God, so that you can give the increase glory to God in the name of Jesus. We glorify you. We magnify you. Prick hearts tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The
0: way, the truth, the life, is yes, I believe.